Hi everyone, welcome to Sunday Night. I'm Mindy and tonight I would like to share really from my heart about marriage. Uh, I feel I qualify for that. I was married for 50 years and one week before my darling husband David went home to be with the Lord. And, um, you know, it wasn't always easy. We were married for 50 years, as I just said, and the first 12 years were pretty rugged in some areas. We weren't Christians and a lot of things happened. There were a lot of pressures on us. We were very young. I was 17 when I got married and 17 when I had my first child. David was under 21. Uh, and we all know that men take a while to mature, <laughs> probably up until at least 30. Um, and we had some struggles. We had uh, jostling for position, you know, working out who was going to rule the roost. And that wasn't always easy. And there was a lot of flesh involved and we weren't saved. So there are a lot of things that weren't easy. But we did love each other. And that was the main thing that kept us going that whole time. Uh, I know at his um, celebration of life service, I shared that he was a talent scout when I first met him. He was looking at women. He was always looking out for the talent. And he met me and I really believe that it was probably lust at first sight. But when I looked in his eyes the first day, there was something there and I really felt a connection with him. I felt that God had put us together. And that really held me and kept me strong over many years of trials and tests and, and, and of adapting to each other and really um, getting to know each other. And there were a lot of things I learned during that time. You know, I, I learned that it's very easy to drift apart, that you need to take an interest in your spouse and you need to connect with them and communicate them, with them. And um, in a physical way even, you know, we when we first got married, we had a double bed, which didn't have that much space in it. So that was really good. We used to snuggle up together. And I always knew that my husband liked to snuggle. That was one of his favorite things, just to snuggle up together in bed. And, you know, there were times where after a while when we moved to a queen-size bed and there was a lot more space, I would become aware of the distance growing between us after a certain period of time and I'd have to rein that back in again. But, you know, the biggest change to our lives was when we became born again and that was on Valentine's Day of all days, 14th of February, 1984. Uh, we'd been married for about 11 and a half years and our whole lives changed because we became new creatures in Christ Jesus and there was a change on the inside of us and, you know, it made the, the biggest difference in our lives and then we got the word of God on the inside of us and we realised the difference between the different kinds of love. You know, in the Greek there's uh, four common words for love. There's eros, which was the erotic kind of love, which I was talking about and I talked about lust at first sight. But then there were, there's Storge, which is a family love. There's Phileo, which is a friendship kind of love. But then the greatest of all is the love that we see in the Lord Jesus Christ and through our Heavenly Father, which is agape. And that's the kind of love that gives without expecting anything in return. And, you know, once that love of God was shed abroad in our hearts, it made a huge difference to our lives because then we have the ability to walk after our spirit and not after our flesh. And... It makes it easier to give without expecting anything in return. I know in the first days when we were married and we were having this struggling around and, and you know, Australia is very well known for the tall poppy syndrome where you kind of somebody starts to grow up and, and get recognised and then 
you know, it's the rank and file's delight to cut them down to size. And I think that's what happened in our marriage in the first few years. We always had this thing going. And we'd actually talk about the share market. And, um, you know, with the share market, you always want things to be going up on the graph. But, you know, when things are going down, that's not good. So if, if I displeased my husband or he displeased me, then we would say, you know, your shares are pretty low today and that would be a trigger that we needed to do something to bring up that share market again. But, you know, I was thinking about it this afternoon. I was walking and I was just thinking about how much things changed over the years in us because instead of, you know, um, doing things because we knew that our partner would be angry at us, and I know one thing that in the early days was if I was guilty of putting leaving butter in the Vegemite, that was a big problem, <laughs> and I had to learn to get over that and, um, you know, pull myself into gear. But, you know, after many years of marriage, I've come to realise how much we loved each other. And I know that my husband, David, he would tell me almost every day how much he loved me. And coming towards the end of his life, one of the things that he said, when he was really fighting for his life, he spoke um, to my daughter-in-law and he said, you know, I've got to keep fighting because I don't want to let Lindy down. I don't want to let her down. He, want, he, he, wanted, it, he was thinking of me. He wasn't thinking of himself. And for me, the ultimate act of love for me was to tell him, darling, it's all right, you can go home to be with the Lord, I'll be all right. Knowing that I would be left on my own um, and that my whole life would change and that I wouldn't have him with me physically any longer, but I gave him leave to go, you know, because I loved him so much I didn't want to see him suffering anymore. I didn't want to see him struggling anymore in this. And um, I, I just came to realise how much love God has shed abroad in our hearts and how much David loved me and that he, some of the last things that he did, he spoke to our children and his thoughts were one of not disappointing God in his faith and two, in making sure that I was taken care of and giving instructions to my children and how to look after me, in caring for me. It was so important to him that I be looked after when he was gone. And he did a wonderful job of that, and I'm, I know I will be forever grateful for him for that. He prepared the way. He, I believe that he was aware of things going on in his body, even though I may not have been, and he had things fixed in the house. He had ceilings repaired. He got up on the roof at 70 years of age, you know, um, probably with symptoms in his body that I wasn't even aware of, and he did painting. He did things like that. He painted the ceilings in the house. And I could see that his strength wasn't the same that it used to be. But he did that because of his love for me. And, you know, in a marriage, that's the most important thing in any relationship, really, that that love of God that shed abroad in our hearts, the agape kind of love that gives without expecting anything in return, it just gives because you love. And the more we get to know our Heavenly Father and know his love for us, the more that we will have a revelation of that love. I know one of the biggest things in my life over the last eight and a half months since my husband went to heaven was um, singing a song that Andrew Dickawalla wrote um, at Rhema about God's so good to me. 
And I would sing that song, and, and I would sing that song. I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd sing, God's so good to me. He never fails. He never fails. He never will. Promises always fulfilled. And that was a weapon for me, something that I could fight the good fight of faith with, because I knew and recognized the love of God, the love that God has for me, the love of God that he put in my heart for my husband, the love of God that he put in, in my husband's heart for me, and the outflow of that love to other people. And when I spoke earlier about, and I spoke in David's obituary, obituary about the, um, him being a talent scout, and, you know, it was in a joking way that he was always looking out for lovely young women to chat up. But in his later years, after he became a Christian, that love of God in him poured out to many, many people in that he became a talent scout for God. He always looked at the best in people. And I want to say to you tonight that if you want to have a good marriage, always look for the best in your husband or your wife. Look at their good things. They're good points. Look at the things that drew you to them in the first place. Recognize that they have God in them. See God in them. And that be thankful for that. You know, the more that we recognize good in people, the more thankful we are for it, the more we will honor and respect them. And there is no way that we can fail. The Bible says that when we marry, we leave our parents and we cleave to our spouse. And we do that because of that love that God has placed within us for them. That we, as you grow together, you become more like one another. And I know in our latter days, David and I would even finish each other's sentences. We became so attuned to each other. And we would think the same things at the same time. And God would be leading us to do something at the same time. And we grew together at the same time. You know, we stayed physically close together in our um, romantic relationship, even in with our snuggles. You know, we loved to snuggle. And, and that was one of the things I was just really disappointed in the last few days that I didn't get to snuggle. But, you know, I was so blessed because my daughter climbed on the bed in the palliative care ward and snuggled her dad. And that is true love. You know, when, when they just, the love of God is poured out to other people through us. And you know, if you walk in that God kind of love for your, your partner, for your spouse, that marriage can never fail because love never fails. So I just want to encourage you tonight to let that love of God that he's put on the inside of you pour out to the one that you love. You know, often when things go wrong, we lash out at those closest to us and, they, and we hurt them. And we don't want to do that. We just get, you know, we've gotten into the flesh in some area. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to repent. Be quick to apologize and get your relationship back right again and let that love of God flow out to, to the one that you love, the one that you were drawn to. And that marriage will succeed just like my marriage did. I love my husband for all of those 50 years, 50 plus years actually, and I love him still. And that love will go through into eternity. And it's just so important. So I really, I hope you understand I'm really pouring out my heart to you tonight. This is something so important to me. I've meditated on it for days and and I just know that it will make the hugest difference to your lives. So I just want to pray with you tonight. Father, I pray for everyone watching, Lord. Show them, Father. Show them the good things in that person that they're married to. Show them, Lord, 
Show them, Lord. Let them see the good. Let them be grateful for that good. Let those shares go up, Father, that they will never, never part. And, Father, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Thank you for watching, and um, I bless you and pray that you have a wonderful week. God bless.